We're back. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Jack of All Trades. I'm your host, Gates Haug, at First Gator on Twitter. I'm joined with Jack Newman here at Jack Viking on Twitter. Feel free to reach out to us there. We want to start by doing a little bit of a follow-up on our uh, crude oil uh, podcast we did back on April 21st, Jack. We, we've seen some, um, well, we've got an opportunity to dig a little bit deeper into some of this stuff. And, and like we were saying before on the the previous episode you know some people that were in it just small speculators and, and and we find you know some information on uso here and it's like okay well, they got hit pretty hard they might not be as qualified as they think they are to do this either right like their there's their uh their stated goal you know my my thought at this point is, you know, their, their stated goal is like, not, not very, uh, it's all, it's like not doable, you know, like, like there's the, and I've been on the internet here just researching because I, I want to do, a. I I want to start off by just doing like a quick little, you know, YouTube video where, you know, we pop up a couple charts and we pop up you know, like the chart, things that are fairly simple for people to look at and, and things that were like, the first things I went to was like, hey, I'm going to overlay, you know, the price of oil to the uh, price of USO. And, and why is because, um, you know, if you look at, at their prospectus and, and, you know, they talk about, you know, they come out with, you know, the first thing you're going to have is all these disclaimers, you know, and investors who buy and sell shares and they may do so at a premium or discount. And, uh, you know, like they basically just tell you this is what's irritating, you know, as they as they just tell you um, not to do it almost. You know what I mean? It's like they just it's like, um, you know, the commercials for if you hear some of the commercials for antidepressants on TV and it's like, they talk about, Oh, you'll feel better. You know, your drug, your antidepressant, not doing it, add this. And then they go, and this is a risk of, you know, suicidal thoughts, sudden death. I mean, like, you're like, Holy cow. Like, like, I'll take it if you're allergic to it. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Yeah. But like sudden death, I mean, they just, it's like, it, but they're like, they got to cover their, you know, they got to cover their asses. So they basically just tell you how, how terrible it might be. And then, so, but if you go down to the prospectus summary and it says USO's investment objective and strategy, it's, it's, and, 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 and I, you know, at first I want to do something on video, like that's simple and like, let's see how they've done just recently, you know, and then maybe wind it back to like, some of these different funds in general or just what is it, but their investment objective is for the daily changes in percentage terms of its share per net asset value to reflect the daily changes in percentage terms of the spot price of light, sweet crude oil delivered to Cushing, Oklahoma, um, as measured by daily changes in the price of a short terms benchmark oil futures contract less USO's expenses you know and it's like right you know honest to god it's like 
I mean, they're trying to give people a way to to gamble on the price of oil in the short in the shortish term. You know, like it's it's not a good idea. You know what I mean? Like it's like if you if you don't if you don't have the money or the capability to invest in oil futures, okay, then, I mean, why do you, I don't understand why, you know, why it's a good idea to, you know, do it through this fund and they have all these regulatory hurdles that for the best that I can understand. And I, and I, this is like, I'm not an expert at, at this stuff, but what I, what I do know is like people, people, it's a workaround, you know, these funds, this, this fund in particular to me is a workaround to being able to trade it like a stock or trade it as a stock. It's not a stock, you know, it's not a stock. I mean, in, in, right. What's happening? Hard way. I mean, I don't know. To me, to me, the you know, the idea is more or less like, you know, you you have these tax breaks you get for, you know, your retirement accounts and your four hundred one k and your SEP IRAs and whatnot, and and you know, you you contribute to that, so you save money, so you don't have to pay taxes on it at the time, and then. And it's encouraged, you know, there's there's breaks you get because the government's trying to, I mean, quite frankly, they're just trying to get you to, you know, take some of the risk off of them supporting you later. They're also trying to get, you know, these laws have all been kind of engineered, tax laws and whatnot, to, to get people to put money in. Everything is like to put money in the stock market almost, you know, like whether it be lower interest rates by the Fed. But then to me, it's like that, that making this part of the stock market is just like, it's just like a casino. It's like just a casino trying to get people to gamble, you know, like they're, they're, or, or, or just like building a casino because you know people are going to gamble. And it's like, I don't have any problem. I don't have any opinion on whether people should be allowed to gamble on the price of oil. I do have an opinion that a large percentage of people that gamble on the price of oil are going to lose because they, they, they aren't qualified. You know, they're not good at predicting where the price is going to go and they're not necessarily in it because they're good at it. They're in it because it's, it's exciting, you know, and they could make money and they think they have, you know, they have an opinion and they want to bet on it. And that's, fine 100% fine but to make up this company that has some sort of you know I don't know it, it's, it's like I said it, basically it's just it's a it's a workaround as far as not only is it a workaround it's a, to allow people to buy to gamble on the price of oil in their retirement accounts. I, I think that's, you know, and, and anybody that listens to any of the stuff we, we do on this, I'm, I'm, you know, at Jack Viking, you know, hit me up on Twitter and tell me why I'm wrong. Um, 
it, it right. you know what I mean? It's like, I don't have, uh, I don't have a dog in this fight. You know, I am, I am not, I didn't, I didn't, I never owned any of this United States oil. I didn't have any exposure in the market when all this stuff went to hell in a handbasket. Um, and, you know, and I perfectly understand that there's, there's a lot of these ETFs that have, you know, decay and risk and volatility risk and investment risk, whatever. Uh, and people lose money and people make money. And I can guarantee you the net of it is people lose money. I mean, these, these USO takes, uh, you know, they take a cut. And we talk about whether it's gambling on oil uh, right here, you know, management fees, 0.45%, uh, other fund expenses, 0.39. I love it. Other fund expenses. <laughs> That's a pretty wide, uh, wide range of total annual fund expenses, 0.84%, you know, and they, and they got like 1.285 billion shares just because they put this strategy out there and then throw all these disclaimers and warnings, it doesn't mean it's not a scam. You know what I mean? It's, it doesn't. That it's yeah. Not. I mean, it sounds like, like you're saying they're, auto, they're automatically going to be paying for storage and they never intend to take it to delivery. So you have to store it anywhere to actually use it. So right there, you're already trading behind them. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, the fact like if, if to me there's a better company would be like to 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 create a storage facility you know to to anchor the possibility of of um of this happening you know to where we'll take it you know i mean if you're going to give us oil at at $5 in june and i can sell it at $20 in august like fine i'll do that and then i'll take the oil and i'll put it in the storage and then i'll deliver it two months down the road you know like like that that's like <laughs> that's like providing a a, a useful you know a, it's a use case or a, i don't know how to, it's a contribution you know it's a contribution to the to the ecosystem for one thing and you're getting paid to do it and just having that optionality, having the, 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 the chance to, you know, take that down, you know, to put that spread on at, at a locked in price. It's like we know how much we we pay for this facility and we know we're getting paid fifteen dollars for the two months. And if it only costs us less than fifteen dollars, you know, then then we win. What's funny is down here on their operate their annual fund operating expenses and it's like expenses that you pay each year as a percentage of your investment and then i told you it was 0.45 for management other fund expenses 0.39 and then it says based on the amounts of the year end of december 31st here are the expenses and dollars are shown below one is uh professional expenses including expenses for legal audit tax accounting printing printing uh, too many Christmas, and then two independent director and officer expenses, including amounts paid to independent directors and for officers' liability insurance, management fees, 
$11.9 million. Professional <laughs> expenses, $2.4 million. Brokerage commissions, $4.65 million. Wow. Licensing fees, four, 400 grand. Registration fees, 350 grand. Independent directors and officer expenses, 357 grand. I mean, it's just insane. One, two, three, 16, it's 20 million bucks. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's also theoretically increasing the price of oil, right? I mean, I don't know. It's, it's, you know, it's a, it's a fly spec, right? That's the problem with all, this is part of a larger thing I, I, I would like to do. I don't know if it's worth my time, you know, like this kind of hit me in that I follow this stuff and, and that, you know, I tossed up USO and then, you know, being a person who's, uh, more le- libertarian leaning and, and less regulatory uh, burdens. And I've seen how, you know, a lot of these, reg- you know, I just, I look for these windows of like where overregulation or, or just even if it's necessary regulation, how it interrupts, you know, free trade, free markets and things that make sense, you know? So it's like, if this is an oil, you know, so then, the crude oil was just such a big example of that because there are so much in the way of re- regulatory stuff, whether it be EPA or it's, I mean, it's hard for delivery. So the futures are a tricky product in and of itself. And then USO grabbed some headlines by how bad they got hurt. And then as I dived into it, you know, my biggest thing is when I, you know, when I saw how much they paid, you know, and, and this, how much they paid to roll their June to August and when they did it. I mean, they did it on the, the widest possible spread it's ever been. They paid $9 when the spot crude was only trading 13. I mean, just the idea that you're, you own an asset, right? You own an asset that's worth $9 basically. Although that's kind of a, it's not exactly equity when you own a future, but uh, they own something that's worth what eleven dollars, thirteen dollars, and they can take that same asset and just move it ahead two months, and they pay nine dollars to do it for that same exposure. Like that's crazy, you know. They're not getting anything different. They're only getting the time, you know, the two months. And if you look up the you know, historic prices of, of that storage. I mean, sometimes it's, it's in backwardation where they're actually paying you to, you know, to promise, you know, to, to, to promise it in the future. You know, they're, they're paying you to be short the front, long the back. Um, and, and, and if you just look at like a, and I was surfing around but this is going around 2008 and then from two from 97 to 2010 it's like rarely is that spread more than two bucks and 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 the average is closer to zero 
you know, for that. And, and, and to not only pay $9 for it, but to pay $9 for it when the product itself is only trading at 11, 12, 13 bucks. I, I just looked at that. And I think I'm like, this company must've been in like severe distress to do that. Cause it's a horrible, you know, it's a horrible risk reward, you know, to buy August $9 over June crude oil future is, you know, over the last 40 years, that's all never going to be, it's never been a good thing to do. You know, it's been a whole, you know, it's like a horrible thing to do. Wow. Right. And with, you know, and I said it at the time and within, within two weeks, it was down to four bucks and now it's less than $2. That money's gone. You know, they, right. if they just would have not done it, they'd have, we're talking like half a billion dollars here. Yeah, I think it'd be good to have you know uh, visual tools for, tools for our listeners on uh, our YouTube channel to take a look at what we're looking at, so they can see what's going on and and maybe come up with something else. We can we can run off on a tangent. Who knows? Um, All right, we'll do we'll do that this afternoon or yeah, a little bit later today. Yeah, once I finish up some of the spreadsheet stuff, I'll just give you a call. Thank you for listening, and be sure to tune in next time on Jack of All Trades. Thank <laughs> you.